0: What's up, everybody? It's Judith A. you today. listening to Mad Love. I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to wish you a happy June 1st yesterday, but uh, the schedule just did not permit. It was super busy, um, you know, work and caregiving. is That's pretty much all I did. So anyway, uh, sorry about that, but I have time for you this morning, and I hope you can forgive me. So I tried to watch that Teal Swan, the second episode, but nah, I can't. That is That lady creeps me out. And it's amazing that so many people are spiritually drawn to this person. I don't know. I'm missing it. Because she just makes me nervous. Like, when she talks, she seems a little unhinged. Uh, there's a, a really big God complex. And, uh, yeah. You know. And I just, I don't get it. But apparently, a lot of people really think she's amazing, and trust—they trust her with their, you know, problems and their spiritual growth and everything. They think she's the one. They're—they're they're people who dedicated like their whole adult lives, you know. Not the entirety of the years, but like they are grown people and have stopped everything to serve this lady it's very cult-like and then there's a guy who's managing her career and he's like I'm just gonna make her the biggest thing in the world and I'm like excuse me sorry I don't understand if you're supposed to be spreading this message of love and kindness why do you want to build a giant corporation that's uh, impenetrable you know it's weird I don't get her. I think the thing that's scary a little bit now about all this technology is people can be so famous, but a whole faction of the society doesn't know who they are. You know, when I was growing up, you had to be really famous. You know, you were Michael Douglas or Michael Jackson or Prince or Madonna. Like, you were famous in just one way. We all knew you. Your grandmama knew who they were you know so it's weird it's weird to me that these people are able to build such giant followings and never really hit mainstream success you could be huge on youtube and the larger population doesn't know who you are and apparently this is where this lady started and uh i don't know the way she speaks her sort of like distant Aloofness for somebody supposed to be bringing so much comfort to other people—it just creeped me out. I was completely creeped out by her personality, and I made it through like ten minutes of the second episode because she was, you know, grilling this guy, her ex-boyfriend, who's I guess her life manager. I don't know what he does. I think he he runs things in her life, and uh, he wanted to bring his girlfriend into her house, because they all live together, weird, and I'm, listen, I'm fine with people doing things non-traditionally, I just don't think things should be a cult, you all know, long-time listeners, you know I'm f- completely fascinated by cults, Um, and I've watched a number of documentaries on them, and everything about her seems cult-like, cult leader-like, She sort of has uh, the same kind of monotone uh, as the chick that had the fake blood machine, Um, Elizabeth Holmes, you know, who's another head case, you know, with the deep voice. Like, all of that was so weird. I'm telling you, if you get any chance, watch. Um, Excuse me, I'm sorry uh, watch HBO's documentary on, on that lady, uh, on Elizabeth Holmes. I can't remember what it was called, but it was really fascinating. Um, gosh, it was interesting. And I think the book is called, uh, one last drop or something like that, but Google Elizabeth Holmes and HBO watch that. Uh, that is fascinating. And then this lady, if you can get through it, because I think she's strange, teal swan on Hulu. Um, I don't know if she knew she'd come off like a cult leader or maybe they edited it that way. I don't know, but she's sending all kinds of, you know, flares up that she's not quite right to me. Now, I know there are a lot of people who really believe in her message and they have supported her and they go listen to her speak and they share their really vulnerable personal stories with her. It's it's incredible. I think there's just such a deep need to feel like you're a part of something uh, in today's society. Because with all this technology, people still feel more separated than ever. You know, I know people who this pandemic, you know, has killed them. Working from home is just not what they want to do. But see, I'm at my core. I'm a writer. I always wanted to I want to be alone. If I have to choose between people and being alone, I'd rather be alone so I can create things um, and and not be distracted and uh, decompress, you know, so I can go back out in the world and and get back at it. You know, I want to write and document things. Everybody's not like that. A lot of people need social interaction. And I just think we're in a point in history now where people need so much um, because we're so far apart. You can be bullied 24 hours a day with social media. Uh, You know, people are having what they consider to be really long term relationships and they've never met each other. But they've got the phone and pictures and they can talk. And, uh, you know, Catfish is an amazing show because people will go for years deceiving and being deceived is fascinating um mtv mtv i can't say many good things about now um because i was around when it first showed up i was one of the first people to watch mtv and try to win contests and all of that um the only show i think that truly has some value left is uh, not, I was about to say ridiculous. That is not it. Ridiculousness is not the show of value. The show of value is catfish because it's so hard to believe that people, like I said, can be having online boyfriends for 10 years and then try, finally try to meet and realize they've been talking to, you know, of another woman or another man or, um, someone who's just been deceiving them for years and isn't it at all what the pictures they sent. You know, crazy. And uh I get frustrated with MTV because I think now they they just dumbed down their programming. The first real world was very good. The first four or five. They it really was a social experiment. They were bringing these very different personalities together to live in a house. The first one I think they didn't even give them money really. They had to work. Almost all of them had jobs. Um, and there was so much friction. You know, you had your militant uh, black guy with the girl from Alabama, with the guy from Seattle, with, you know, these with somebody, a gay guy from Boston, I think. I'm not sure where he was from. But they had all these different personalities. Uh, and they were all trying to mesh. Heather B., they were all trying to get along in this house and it was really more like society than any other version of the show i think uh, after those first several seasons uh now it's just you know i you know i haven't watched it in years and i'm kind of surprised it's still on but you know the real world or and all these like um you know the shows that came after the the first i would give them maybe 10 seasons cuz I think they were still trying to see if people could of different backgrounds could just get along. I think the New Orleans one was fascinating, the LA one was fascinating. There was beef between the black girl and the and the black boy on the LA version. I mean, it was just so much better. And I think in a lot of ways MTV has has improved music and ruined music. Cuz before MTV, you know, No one cared really what you look like. They only cared about if they liked the music. And then if they liked the music, they loved you. Look at the bands from the 70s. Those were not hotties. But people loved the Eagles because they liked their music. People loved Earth, One Fire because they liked their music. People loved Chicago because they liked their music. Journey. Not a lot of hotties in Journey. Not a lot of hotties in the REL Speedwagon, but people like the music, you know? I can't even tell you what the barques look like, (laughs) but, you know, people like their music. And then something called MTV comes along, and now you can create a group that's not singing the songs, but they look good. And that's how you get Millie Vanilli, and it just sort of went downhill from there. All of a sudden, you it only mattered how you looked. It didn't matter how your music sounded. And we really won't get on the state of, like, hip-hop and how it is just, like, nothing that it was. It's a shell of what it used to be. You know, people used to really try to tell stories and and build up the community, and it was just so much more aspirational than it is now. Uh, you know, and I know I'm I'm not even old, really. I'm older, though. I'm old enough, and uh, I remember what it started out being and what it is now. And it, it, I can't imagine a lot of. I can't imagine Chuck D doesn't shed a tear every now and again for what it used to be, you know, because he wouldn't have a career now. These your favorite bands would not get signed now. You know, I don't know, Steve. Anyway, I can't believe I talked this long. I really didn't feel like I had a point. If you had a chance to watch some documentaries and if you want to be weirded out, check out Teal Swan. It's called The Deep End on Hulu. It was very weird. I can't make it through that. I I will not be able to watch that. She reminds me of the next VM dude. Um, and he, that's that guy is in prison now for being a cult leader. I just cannot see how she won't be part of that, and then her weird disassociation kind of reminds me of Elizabeth Holmes, who, uh, like I said, I can't remember her HBO documentary, but it was very good. Uh, you should check that out if you get a chance. And um, yeah, there's an old documentary that when this Teal Swan was talking, it made me remember. Uh, if you get a chance, Alex Gibney, Gibney is one of my favorite documentarians. Uh, he did something uh, called Smartest Guys in the Room on Enron. Very good. I think that should still hold up. I'm going to look forward and see if I can watch it again. It's been about 15 years, but it was so good. Um, and The Corporation. Check out The Corporation. I think that will be eye-opening for people about how much power corporations actually have. And this Teal Swan it, when she talks about what she's trying to build it will send chills down your back because when you look at the freedoms that corporations have you know you you just kind of hope people who don't seem unstable you know figure it out (laughs) i'm gonna get a corporation i'm gonna make this corporation the biggest thing the way she talks it just creeps me out i don't get it i don't get what people see in her but different strokes right um, and I hope she's not a cult leader. It just seems like she might be. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Be good to yourself. Be good to the people who are good to you. And I hope wherever you are that things are going well for you. And I just know that I appreciate you. We're, we're still we're almost to 60,000 downloads and listens and shares. Uh, thank you so much. Continue to, uh, to vibe with me. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where we're going to take this thing. Thank you very, very much for listening. You guys are the best. I did post an article. I think you might be interested on com. Elon Musk. I'm not the only one who thinks he might be, you know, baby Hitler or little Hitler or Hitler Jr. or something like Hitler. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs>